Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Today's word, I'm telling you, when we first listened to this, it changed just how we felt towards ourselves and it anchored us deeper in how much God longs to heal us. So I want you to tap into the message. I want you to pause. I don't want you to let anybody distract you. I want you to comment, but I don't even want you to worry about the comments. I want you to hear this replay on how, oh my God, how to get your soul healed. When we talk about your soul, we talk about some deep, some depth, some things that you probably didn't even recognize that were there. I didn't. I, I didn't. When this message was delivered, I knew that there was somewhere that God was trying to take me. Ooh. Somewhere that he was trying to heal me that I had maybe even been resistant in. So stay tuned to how to heal your soul. And then I'll be right back after the message plays. Go. Good morning. Welcome to Copy and Conversations. I am Lakeisha Johnson, your host for this morning. And I am just so happy, like just so happy to be with you this morning. Hey, Kat, Cassandra. Good morning. Um, Cassandra, dope. that was a dope event. Dope event. Like I can't wait to see pictures. Dope like dope event. Thank you for including me. Thank you for inviting me. I was so excited the next day. Well, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations. I'm Lakeisha Johnson, your host. Go share the video live right now. Put it in someone's hands, in someone's inbox. If you were not here yesterday, you need to go back and catch the video. We talked about the difference between your soul and your spirit. And this morning, I'm going to talk to you about how to heal your soul and deal with your soul hurts. Those things that you're dealing with that um, you just can't seem to shake past it. You just can't seem to to move forward, you know, and you're trying to move forward and just can't. It seems like you just can't get past it. And I'm going to talk to you about how to get past the soul hurt. Um, that hurt that's unimaginable, that's unexplainable, that you really just can't talk about. Like, I want to talk to you about how to get a soul hurt. Um, but also, healing in your soul has to do with you identifying with your divinity, understanding the difference between your spirit, your soul, and your body. I told you yesterday, your soul is where your will, your experience, and your intellect exist. And there's nothing wrong with your intellect and there's nothing wrong with wisdom. But I'm going to show you something today and I think it's going to give you guys some divine revelation of why you keep cycling back to some things that you have no business cycling back to. So let's get into the word of God today. Let me pray for you and let's go. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for love. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you, Father God, for just 
who you are for the word of God in us and all around us. We thank you for Jesus and we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for divine inspiration. We thank you for your love above everything. Father God, right now, I just ask that you invade us. Holy Spirit, fill us with your presence. We invite you in. Help me teach this thing like only you can do. Take over it. I don't even want to see me. I just need to see you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Let this word not fall on deaf ears. Let it be implanted on his heart. Let it spread like wildfire today so that people can get healed, loose, and set free according to the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Um, I woke up this morning about 2.30 this morning. I was actually laying in the bed and I was thinking about some things that I had been going through lately and some things that had happened in my life lately. And I'm talking about like, I was just laying in the bed meditating and I was sitting here saying to myself, why am I going through those things? Why am I experiencing those things? Um, why am I like, why is this going on? And Jesus, you already took care of all this. Like, you already took care of this. Like you already took care of this. There is nothing bigger or greater than the blood. You already took care. Like, like I was getting divine downloads going, you already took care of this. And since you already took care of this, I don't have to take care of this. I, I just need to assign this to you. I need to cast my cares on you. I need to give this on over to you. Because you already took care of this. So it's no sense of me being worried. It ain't no sense of me being overwhelmed. It ain't it ain't no sense of me being consumed with any of the things around me. Because you already took care of this. And it's like, if I have true revelation of this, then when I get up out of bed, I got to get up with joy. I got to get up with peace. I got to get up with love. I got to get up and operate at a different capacity knowing you already took care. You already suffered. He was bruised for my iniquities. He was chastised for my peace. You already took, I don't even have to spend a lot of time on this. I used to wonder why my grandmother would get up and be like the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. The reason she was like the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood was because she understood the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. And she knew that the blood of Jesus already covered and took absolutely care and that she didn't have to fight these things. In her own strength. That's a little extra for you. To understand the power and the authority that's connected to you. It's so divine that some of the things that you've been wrestling and struggling with, you don't even have to take care of it. You just need to get the revelation of who Christ is in your life. Like you need a sincere revelation of who Christ is. So now let me talk to you about what a soul hurt is. A soul hurt is a secret hurt. Or hurt that occurs when things around us happen that didn't meet our expectations. Um, we get hurt because we expect a situation or a person to kind of operate in a certain way. Um, if we expect our parents to be protectors, to be providers, to be a certain thing, we expect them to act a certain kind of way, right? Um, if we expected something out of a job or a circumstance or a situation, then we expected a certain response, like we expected something to happen. If we expected something out of our marriage or we had an ideal or a perception of our marriage then we expected our marriage to look like a certain way and so a soul hurt usually occurs when something happened around us that it didn't necessarily meet our expectation we expected this thing to go away and it went and it, and it goes 
a whole different route. Like it happens a different way other than what we expected, what we had the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding for. And so something occurs in our soul. A hurt occurs in our soul when we have certain expectations for our husbands and or our wives and they don't act according to what we expect. Then we become disappointed or there is a hurt that is lodged in us. Because remember, our soul is our will, our emotions, our intellects and our experiences. And so often when we expect something from someone or something, it's based on our experience, our ideas and our thought processes. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a truth. It doesn't necessarily mean it's that person's truth. Uh, we were in ladies Bible study Tuesday and I told them something. I said, I only expect, right? I don't expect a lot from people. And this is what I meant. I only expect you to respond to me. I only expect you to respond to me based on the spiritual knowledge that's in you. If there's no spiritual knowledge, if there's no spiritual resolve of love in you, then I only expect you to love me. Out of what's in your soul. I don't expect you to love me out of your spirit, man. If you don't have the revelation and knowledge of how important your, your love is to me. Or how important is it, it is for you to love. If you haven't resolved love according to agape love, biblical love. Then I only expect you to love me based on your level of love. I don't expect more than that. Because you cannot give me what's in, not in you. And so a lot of times we experience soul hurt. Because we had a certain expectation expectation from uh, for a person based on our experiences based on knowledge someone tells us that they love us and we expect that that love is conducive to what we think love is but if a person has no perception of what real spiritual agape love is like love that allows you to love someone and see into their future to see past their junk to see past their mess if we don't if that person doesn't have a revelation of what true love really is then they're only going to allow and love us at the capacity that they can love us. So a lot of us experience these soul hurts, these hurts in our soul, because they're based on our expectations of what we think they should do or what they think should, that they should love. Now, here's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying to you, I'm not saying some of your expectations aren't right. They are. But what you have to begin to realize at the capacity, what you're looking from is, is if the person even has that capacity to produce what you've been expecting. If the person doesn't have the capacity to produce what you've been expecting, then it doesn't matter anyway. And so I, that, that's why it makes it easy for me to forgive a person because I know most people are only operating out of their will, their emotions, and their intellect. Now, I will tell you this. If I know someone is rooted and grounded in this word and they got enough word in them and they've had enough spiritual knowledge and they've been connected to the Father, I have a different expectation from that person. Like, I have a different expectation from that person. But with also the thought process of understanding that this person is flat. And so when we start dealing with the, with this soul hurt, it's, it, it comes from us having an expectation of a way things should go, even expecting things to go a certain way our way when God is looking at things from a whole different route. So we have to deal with this thing with soul hurts, understanding this soul hurt occurs because of our expectation from someone. James 3 and 17 says this. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, it's peace-loving, it's considerate, it's submissive, it's full of mercy and good fruit, it's impartial, and it's sincere. 
that, that's, that's, that's the wisdom. That's the wisdom that that's what a person operates when a person operates out of those things, right? When a person is operating in that zone right there, that's the wisdom. That's a spiritual wisdom. That's a spiritual connection. That's what that that's, that's at the level that God needs us to get to. Right. That's what it looks like. And so a lot of times we develop these soul hurts because of false expectations or expectations. And so once we get past what this soul hurt is and how this soul hurt came, we have to acknowledge the divine part of this. A lot of times we're dealing with people. They're dealing with us out of what's in us. They're dealing with us based on their experiences. They're dealing with us based on what's around them. That's why I always tell you, you have to have a level of compassion to understand where another person's coming from. Hurt people only hurt people. People can only love you at the capacity of love that's in them. You, if you go into a job and you have an expectation of this job to produce and do right but the CEO and the corporation ain't right, then you're only going to get out of what that job with the CEO and the corporation is. You're not going to get more from it than what it is. So you don't walk into it with this false expectation, especially if you know you, they're not walking. It's not walking into godly wisdom. See, you keep trying to come. You know that you're divine. You know that you have a divine self. And so you have a high expectation and you walk into these situations with high expectations and you should. But you also have to keep the reality and the perception behind that you may not be dealing with people who are spiritual beings who can deliver according to what your spirit man needs. So we are spiritual beings having human experiences. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. And so when, since you're spiritual beings having a human experience, you're going to experience humans who do human things. So then when we put ourselves in a position and someone fails us or something doesn't happen according to plan or something doesn't happen according to how we saw it, we experience something called a soul hurt. Now, let me tell you what the problem with this soul hurt is. Many of you have built altars to that place of hurt. Many of you have built altars in that place of hurt. Many of you have made an altar at the place of your pain. You, you, you've resurrected, you got a mausoleum, uh, you've got pictures, you got images of it. You've built an altar to the place that you hurt. You've built an altar and that's why you keep coming back to that thing and you can't move past that thing because there's an altar there. You, you've built an altar to it. You keep rehearsing. You keep talking about it. You keep resurrecting it. You keep dissecting it. You keep trying to figure out why it happened. You keep rehearsing. What could you do differently? You keep trying to figure it out. You're having, you're having such a hard time with it because you you built an altar to it, baby. You made a museum for it. You made a mausoleum for it. You still having same conversations about how you had that baby out of wedlock at 18. And if you had to do it all over again, you wouldn't have did it. Well, that's building and resurrecting an altar to a dead thing. That thing is dead. That thing already happened. That baby is 26 now. And you're still talking about what you did at 18. You've built an altar to a particular period, a particular time, and you keep paying homage to that altar. And you keep making that thing, that moment and that time your God. And you're forgetting about the God that loves you, that's trying to put you in a position to look. You are not supposed to build altars to pay painful places. 
You're not supposed to build altars to painful places. We, we build these altars. We resurrect this thing. We leave it there. And we're still rehearsing that same thing. And so that altar is there. And we make that thing that, that our God. And so somebody disappointed us. And somebody died. And somebody molested us. And I'm not saying those hurts and those things aren't real things. But if you don't put yourself in a position to make a decision that I'm not going to build an altar. That I'm not going to keep myself at the focus. That I'm going to keep myself focused on this pain, this affair, this thing that happened in my past. That's why people have to go to counseling. That's why people have to seek out help. That's why people have to get a different level of wisdom to come from a thing. But some of y'all have built altars to that painful place. You keep rehearsing it. You keep nursing it. You keep holding on. You keep talking about what happened then. And we end now. And so I want to tell you something. Here's the first thing that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to learn to accept that God's love is really real. Most of you don't walk into your future. Most of you can't forgive yourself. Most of you can't forgive nobody else because you can't forgive yourself because you really don't understand the power of God's love. You don't understand that God knows absolutely everything. You don't know that you don't know that God knows everything. God knew everything from the beginning of earth. Psalms 139 and 16 says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down, when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. God already knew all the dumb stuff you were gonna do. God already knew all the dumb stuff the person connected to you was gonna do. He already knew what was was going to that's why he sent Jesus as a clutch he already knew the mistakes you were gonna make he saw you making them that's why I always laugh when people are around me right and they cuss and they be like forgive me no God hears your language God sees every time you lay down and sleep with somebody God sees every time you steal God sees every time you corrupt God already he already knew you were gonna make that decision he's he's all-knowing first Samuel 2 and 3 talk no more so very proudly let not arrogance come from your mouth for the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him our actions are weighed. you have to understand how much God loves you by how much he knows you you have to understand how much he loves you by how much he, he God knew you were gonna jack stuff up he still provided for you he still loved you he still sent Jesus he still gave you favor he still worked things out on your behalf and he knew he was gonna mess some stuff up he knew you was gonna have that baby out of wedlock he knew you were gonna get that divorce he knew you were gonna cheat on your wife he knew you were gonna cheat on your husband he knew all the jacked up stuff that you were gonna do and he still loved you you have to get the concept of God's love so your soul can heal so you can stop building altars to the painful places in your past this your little altar this your little altar and God isn't even there he doesn't exist in that altar so that's the first thing you got to do you have to understand the concept of his love right you have to understand the concept of his love so that you can move to a different place. He loves you. He loves you no matter what. He already knew. It says, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. That's 1 John 3 and 20. He already knows that. I want to show you something. See this bucket? This bucket is filled with junk, right? This bucket is filled with junk. It's got cheese crackers. It's got fruit snacks. It's got all kinds of stuff in this bucket, right? 
There is nothing in this bucket that I want. If I keep going back to this bucket looking for something to eat or settling just on this bucket, and I know that there is nothing in this bucket that I want, that I have need of, that's of no traditional value, then I am going back to something that doesn't even, this doesn't, this doesn't even represent where I am. This doesn't even have what I need in it. This is a bucket that's designed for kids. I ain't no kid no more. I don't want no fruit snacks and no cheese crackers. But if I keep trying to reach back into this bucket and get something out of it, even though this bucket has absolutely nothing in it for me, then I keep going back to the same place, to the same thing, rehearsing the same thing over and over again. And I can't even receive what's for me over here. What's for me over here? And so you can't keep reaching back to that thing. That's the first thing. The second thing you're going to have to be able to learn how to do, right, is you're going to have to forgive yourself at a capacity of not building the altar and resurrection. You can't even rehearse and keep going back and saying, well, um, I shouldn't have never made that decision. When we start saying things like, I shouldn't have never made that decision, that's rehearsing a hurt. I shouldn't have never married that person, that's rehearsing a hurt. That That's because you can't forgive yourself. That's because you're not walking in self-forgiving. That's because your heart is condemning you. God says, Isaiah 55, 8, 9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts, your thoughts. Proverbs 24 and 6 says, for though the righteous man falls seven times, they rise again. So you can't keep reaching back into this thing. You got to destroy this altar. There's nothing else in, there's nothing in here for you. There's nothing in there for you to keep rehearsing. There's nothing for in this for you to keep trying again. Some of y'all keep running back to them same places in them relationships, trying the same thing over and over again. It's san insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Tina, forgive yourself, release yourself. Don't build an altar to it anymore. It's an option. It's a choice. We have so many people say it's easier said than done. No, it's not easier said than done. It's, it's easier if you do it and you make an intention to do it. And I'm going to show you how. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. and all my ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If you're going to get past this soul hurt, you're going to have to get into the word of God and download new information into yourself. See, your soul got the old stuff. This the old stuff. Your spirit, man, is what you need to attach to. You're going to have to download new information to yourself so that you can have new results. You want to forgive yourself? Forgive yourself. Release yourself. Don't rehearse it. Don't nurse it. Don't keep talking about it. For some reason, we feel like we need an amen corner or somebody to validate our pain. Your pain is your pain. It's real. It's happened. It's done. But it's time for you to release that point in your life so that you can walk into the fullness of what's yet to come. The Lord said, trust in the Lord with all my heart. He didn't tell you to trust in no person. He didn't tell you to trust in no job. He didn't tell you to trust in any other situation. He says, trust in the Lord with all my heart. All my heart, all my heart, trust in this word. Trust. This is where your wisdom comes from. This is where your wisdom comes from. This is where you're going to get what you need to get past this situation. You're only going to get it from your from the word of God. You can't rely on a worldly wisdom for a spiritual thing. Soulish decisions. Soulish decisions don't belong in a spiritual place. And so your soul is broken and it's not healed. It's a sure, and it says, lean not into your own understanding. Stop trying to figure. 
it out. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop rehearsing it. Stop trying to figure out why it happened. Sometimes you won't even understand why it happened. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop spending so much time trying to figure it out and process it. The Holy Spirit will tell you exactly what it needs to tell you. You, you'll spend hours and days upon days. Why did it happen? How did I get here? And the Lord God has moved on to something else. Do you know forgiveness comes immediately? It don't come. It don't come later. It comes immediately. It says repent and receive. Forgiveness comes immediately. You three days later trying to figure out how did I get in this rut? And the Lord is sitting here saying, baby, I already forgave you. I'm trying to give you the strategy of how to get out the rut. And you can't receive the strategy of how to get out the rut because you trusting and trying to figure this out. You leaning into your understanding. You trying to figure out how this worked, why this happened and what this did. Some stuff you're not going to understand, especially when it comes to dealing with other people because most people are not forthcoming and going to tell you why they made the decision that they did. Most people are not going to talk to you about their pain. Most people are not going to even talk to you about their abuse. Most people are not going to do that. And so you're looking for an apology from someone and they may never be able to give it to you because they don't even understand how jacked up they really are. So forgive and let that go. Stop having them conversations. Stop having those arguments. He said, lean out into their own understanding and all my ways acknowledge me and he will direct your path. Lord, this is the circumstance. This is the situation. This is how I messed up. This is what this person did. The Lord told me to forgive. Stop building an altar to it. Stop having a conversation. Second Corinthians 10 and 5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. The way to get past a soul hurt is make your thoughts obedient to Christ because every thought that you have is not a truth. <laughs> every thought that you have is not a truth. You think things, every wisdom that comes is not a truth. Every experience that you have is not a truth. And so you got to get in your words so you understand what the truth really is. Your divine self has a spiritual truth. But if you keep living in this soulish realm and allowing your soul to dictate your truth, man, you're going to be in a, you're never going to get past this hurt. You're never going to get, if the word tells us only think on things that are pure, lovely and good report, God gave you the science to it. Some of y'all are so used to being victims. You're so used to hurt and pain. You've accepted that as your norm. You've accepted that as your natural. Well, it's just the way I am and the Lord knows it. And the Lord is like, <laughs> it is not the way you are. I know he rubbed his temple at me multiple times. Like, Lord, have mercy. But it's just the way I am. Well, this No, that's how you are based on your experiences. That's how you are based on your pain. You've built an altar to your pain and you worship in your pain. Well, this relationship turns me, oh, pain. Oh, I'm worshiping you. Oh, I'm worshiping you. You worship your pain. You construct an altar to your pain. You enjoy being the victim. You enjoy talking about your past. You enjoy talking about how much they hurt you. You enjoy talking about your mess ups. You enjoy being a victim to your pain. 
You enjoy, you enjoy it. You enjoy, you looking. I don't even want you to give me no sympathy. I don't need no sympathy from you. I need you to give me a word that's going to resurrect something in me that's going to make me get up off my butt and move into my purpose. See, that's why we like preachers who preach to our pain. We want people to pat us on our back and knee bounce us and preach to our pain. No, you need somebody to preach to your deliverance. You need somebody to preach to your deliverance. You need some preach, somebody to tell you to get up, get out, and get about something. You need somebody that says, uh-uh, we ain't gonna hold on to our past. We ain't finna resurrect, resurrect no altar. You need somebody that's gonna tell you, no, you gonna get into this thing into completion. You need somebody that's going to tell you, no, don't sit around. You need somebody that's going to tell you, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of those that love you. You don't need somebody that's going to keep telling you to rehearse all that mess. You need somebody to coach you through. You need somebody to say, that's good. That's fine. I understand. I get it. I know you hurt. It's real. Your pain is real. Now, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? See, people won't like you if you got to coach them out of something. When we've been such victims, we've had so much altars, we've been such prison. People don't want to talk to you. People don't want to talk to you when you won't leave them in the place. When the man was at the pool and the Lord said, why haven't you stepped in and got your healing? Why haven't you walked in? Why haven't you came in and got your healing? Why didn't you? He said, I didn't have anybody to put me in. I didn't have anybody to put me in. He should have rolled in. He should have rolled in. He should have told somebody just, he should have rolled. He should have figured it out. When you really want to get healed, you make it a priority to get healed. Your soul will keep you paralyzed to your past. Your spirit is saying, come up a level. That's why you desire more. That's why that pain won't go away. It can't be resolved in the soul. It can't be patched. It has to be dealt with in the spirit realm so that you can come up a level and you no longer worship your pain. You got to get new information into your soul. Your spirit has to preside over your soul. Your spirit has to take over your soul. The only way that your spirit is going to take over your soul and you get healed is that you get before God, that you get in his word, that you lean not unto your own understanding, that in all your ways you acknowledge him and let him direct your path. That's why you can't get past that pain because you keep trying to resolve it in your soul and it needs to be resolved in your spirit, man. So if you want to heal your soul, elevate your spirit, man. If you want to heal your soul, elevate your spirit, man. Ask yourself when you operating in a soulless realm, is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it good rapport? What does the word say about this? If you're getting wisdom for somebody else, it doesn't mean that they don't have wisdom for you. But ask, what does the word say? I'm going to tell y'all something. I take very little advice from people. And especially if I know they're not spiritually grounded and I'm talking about divine filled with the, I take very little advice from people. If I know that they're not spiritually grounded. Now, if I know I need something on teaching, some teaching tips, I go find me a 30 year educator because I know they're going to have wisdom. And then I ask the Lord to show me how to apply that to my life. But if I know somebody's not rooted and grounded in love, if I know somebody's not rooted and grounded spiritually, I'm not having a whole lot of conversation to you about with you about spiritual things. If the Lord gave me a promise, can I tell you something? If the Lord told you to leap in faith and somebody around you is not connected and doesn't understand your faith, you're having a conversation with somebody that can't even give you wisdom on something because they wouldn't do it themselves. 
And so if we're getting ready to take this thing to the next level and you really want to get rid of this hurt and you really want to walk into the fullness of God, you got to position yourself so that your spirit man takes over your soul because your soul will rationalize you out of your blessing. Your soul will rationalize you out of your blessing. Your soul will have you suspicious. Your soul will be focused on your broken places. Your soul will tell you you can't ever get married again. Your soul will make your business fail. Your soul will have you prisoned in prison to your past. Why? Because that's how your soul thinks. Your soul only thinks on based on its experiences and the wisdom and the knowledge you had. And your spirit man is saying to you, that ain't true, that ain't true, that ain't true, that ain't true. Why? Because your spirit is divinely connected to God. And so if we're going to heal your soul, baby, you got to get you some digital downloads. Like you got to reboot your computer. You got to wipe your computer clean, reboot your computer. Reboot your computer. That's why you got to have time in your word for yourself. That's why you got to put, you got to put it. It, it, Tina, it's on you. It's on you. It's on you. It's on you. I can pray a deliverance for you, but if you don't receive the deliverance, baby, it don't matter. I can pray for change, but you got to receive. It's on you. The hurt ends at the place that we want the hurt to end. Wait, the hurt ends at the place that we want the hurt to end. When I was ready for some hurtful things to end in my life, I made some decisions. I got in my word and I said, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. I'm not rehearsing this anymore. When I was ready to get over my grief, and I'm just being real. When I was ready to get over my grief where Jermaine was concerned, I went to I went and read in Genesis. And it said, Abraham, after Sarah died, Abraham knelt and then he got up. And he went on and he pursued his purpose. He went on, he got up, he wept, he got up and he went on and pursued his purpose. And I said to myself one day, I can stay in this grief. I can re- keep rehearsing all this pain. I can talk about what I can talk about what happened. I can keep reliving this situation. I can think about all the things that I did bad. I can keep rehearsing this or I can go to this word. And the word of God simply says to me, blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are they that more I can receive the truth of this word or I can keep building this altar to this place of this pain, coming back to the same position, making it my God and not moving any further. So when I made a decision to get up, I made a decision to get up. And my, you know what? My grief went away. I love every memory, every moment I had with Jermaine. It's cool, but baby, I'm looking for my new, new. I'm in a new, new season. That, that, when I talk about Jermaine, I don't even hurt like that anymore. Because I made a choice and a decision that, that we, I was done with my grief. I made a choice and decision. I'm done with my grieving season. My grieving season has ended. When I made a decision that I wanted to get past how I had financially handled my finances, I made some decisions. I started seeking some godly wisdom. I got some natural counsel. I put my credit cards up. I made a decision. I made a decision. Are strongholds real? Yep. As long as you keep giving them a hold on you. If you keep giving them a hold on you, yes. Is it sometimes we need a deliverance? Yep, sometimes we need a deliverance. Some things are spiritual beyond our understanding. But here's the problem. If you don't seek the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of counsel, God can't even tell you how to move about a thing because you're still looking for regular wisdom to deal with a spiritual thing. And it's a choice to move from victim to into victory. 
You got to make some decision. Everybody that had an enemy oppressing made a decision to rise up. And God gave them wisdom on how to be victorious. Like God gave them wisdom on how to be victorious. That's why I told you this morning I was laying in the bed saying to myself, why am I dealing with this when Jesus already paid the price? Jesus already paid the price. Jesus already did this. He was already bruised. I ain't got no business being sick. My kids ain't got no business being sick. I ain't got no business being in debt. I ain't got no business being broke. Like he already dealt with all that. He already dealt with all. He already dealt with all that. Like he already dealt with all that. And if he's already dealt with all that, I ain't got to deal with all this. I just need to put this back on him. And so if you're ready to move past that soul hurt, then you're going to make a decision. When people tell me they want to get past something, I'm like, then you make a decision to get past it. Or you build an altar to this pain. You keep going back into this bucket looking for something that's not even there. It don't even have what you need. And your spirit, man, the reason it never, the reason it only works for a little bit when you keep making it or trying to fix it in your soul is because you really didn't deal with it spiritually. It's not grounded spiritually. You're leaning into your own understanding and not leaning into the understanding of God. If I'm telling you, Natasha said it first, he'll develop you. He will do it. The word is, the word is infallible. So when we, it's infallible, like it's, it, it doesn't fail you. It's your truth. It's your wisdom. It's your light. It's your love. But you got to first understand the love of the father. God loves you. We, some of y'all still trying to figure out if God loved you. If he didn't love you, you wouldn't be here. You were created by God for God, for his glory. For his purpose in this earth. And you still trying to figure out whether or not God loves you. And he loves you. He's demonstrated it over and over again. He's shown you grace and mercy over and over again. Some of y'all should have had uh, AIDS, HIV, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Because you know what your life was like, right? <laughs> but God gave you some grace and some mercy in there. Why? I don't know. Stop trying to understand and explain and figure everything out. Trust him. <laughs> some of y'all should have been in jail. And you not because of his love for you. Like some of y'all, there's so many things God has worked out for us. Some of y'all should be out on the streets and you not because of his love for you. You're trying to still figure out his love and he loves you because he already knew you was going to do all the jacked up stuff you did. He's just waiting on you to elevate spiritually and stop walking around with this victim and this woe is me mentality that this is it. Building an altar your, to your plane and staying in that place. If you want some freedom, you want your soul to heal download new information in your soul. Let your spirit man take over. Stop being, stop, stop just agreeing with what the world says. Stop agreeing with what your soul says. Stop agreeing that this is the end of who I am and start and start agreeing with what the spirit says about you. You are light. You are love. You are an overcomer. You were created for God, by God, for the glory of God, for the purpose of God. <laughs> If you got to say that to yourself every day, I was created by God, for God, by God, for God, for the glory of God, for the purpose of God. That, that, there's a purpose in you. And the enemy wants you prison to your pain and to your past so that you will not walk into because he knows you're a threat to the kingdom. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom. Everybody got an assignment. I don't care if it's to paint walls. Everybody has an assignment for his glory. I hope that helped you today. That's it. I hope that helped you. Like, I hope that helped you understand today that you don't have to live in the level of pain that you've been living in, that you don't have to live in these whole hearts. Stop rehearsing that same pain. Stop building an altar to it. 
Don't build an altar to your pain no more. Don't build an altar to the offense no more. Stop rehearsing that offense. Stop talking about that offense. Stop talking about that situation. That's why we host Pillow Talk. If you've never been a Pillow Talk, get to Pillow Talk and let us help you release whatever that is you've been holding on to. Get to Pillow Talk and let us help you release whatever that, that's why we host it, to help you release whatever it is, whatever painful place. It's a detox. It's so that you can get free from those things that you've been tied to, that you ain't got no business being tied to, the things that are keeping you from being productive, the things that are keeping you from getting where you need to. The assignment of the enemy is that you be in prison to one place in your life. One place in your life. Yeah, Sharon, even if you've been victimized, it don't matter. It don't matter. You don't have to remain the victim. You can be victorious. The word of God shows us how to get victory. Some of y'all might know how to go to counsel. I had to get counseling. Some of y'all might have to get counseling. Some of y'all might have to have counseling. But you got to get this word in you. And you got to understand what the word says about you. And you got to forgive yourself. And you got to stop making sacred altars to a thing. Stop nursing it. Stop rehearsing it. Stop replaying it. Stop building a shrine for it. A memorial. Stop picking yourself apart. God is already on a new thing and you still stuck here. You still looking in this bucket. For some you don't even that ain't even here for you. Ain't nothing in here for me. This might work for Judah. This ain't working for me. I ain't no more altars, no more shrines. Well, I love you. <laughs> I love I love you. Like I love you. Like I love you so much. I love you enough that I don't want you to stay any kind of way. I don't, I don't want you to stay any kind of way. I don't want you to stay broken. I don't want you to stay. And if anybody around you tells you they love you and they allow you to remain broken and they don't want to see you get healed and they keep patting you on your back and they keep letting you nurse your pain, man, you better break away from that person. You better break, you better break away from that person. If somebody around you ain't conducive to your growth and saying to you, okay, baby, we've been stuck. Right. If somebody ain't telling you to tear down altars, if somebody just continuously letting you hold on to this painful place or this pace for your past, you better do something about you better push that person. They ain't could do. You need a grow. You need a person in your life that's going to help grow you. You need to go read Jeremiah. You need a person. You need some people. You need to be connected to a ministry or something that's not going to refuse to allow you to stay in the same place. If your best friends won't grow you, if your people can't tap into you, if somebody can't usher you out of something, if you have nobody in your life that can usher you out of something spiritually, then you need to check who's around you. You need to check who's around you. You need to find somebody that can get in your life, that can stand in the gap, that can pray for you, that can, that can, that can share, that's, that they're going to allow you to be you. They're going to love you from where you at. But they're going to they gonna tell you, come on, it's time to come up a level. They're not going to leave you in a broken place and let you be sick and let you nurse your wounds. If you ain't got nobody connected, you can't connect to nobody. You can't connect to no ministry, nothing that's going to do that from you. Man, you need to, you need to look at your circle. Somebody got to be around you that's going to pull you up a level. I have people who mentor me and pull me up a level. I have people who get in my butt and pull me up a level. Who say, okay, good, you're getting too comfortable. Go up a level. <laughs> go up a level. Go up a level. God desires more out of you. Go up a level. See what the Spirit is trying to tell you. Go up a level. You need somebody connected to you that's going to make you go up a level. And don't be fearful when that person comes in your life. When God connects you to somebody that's going to help you go up a level. That's going to cover you in prayer. That refuses to allow you to settle to be anything. You better hold on to that person like your life depends on it. 
See, the enemy will tell you to let that person go because it's uncomfortable to grow. They'll say, move back, don't stay connected, get out the way, they tripping, they won't accept you for who you are. That's what the enemy will tell you. And you'll disconnect from the very thing that's trying to save your life. You better, fi you better find it and connect to it so that your life can change, so that you can get healed, so that you keep stop cycling back. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm gone. Woo! Child! My God. I pray. I pray that this word healed you, that this word moved you, that there was something greater done inside of you. As a matter of fact, I'm believing God that this word will yield a harvest of 30, 60, 100-fold return because I know how much God longs to heal you. And I'm so grateful for a word that this is this timeless, that no matter how far back this devotion was, this word is timeless, my God, and God sent it to heal us, to deliver us, and set us free. Now, if you're new to the devotional, every day we end the devotional in a set of confessions that reminds us of God's love and his power. So um, I want to confess these things with you. I want you to um, orally confess these out your mouth. Don't just kind of say them in your head. Speak them out loud, right? I want you to speak them out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. My faith grows exceedingly. I take the shield of faith. I quench every fiery dart of the wicked. I am not weak in faith. I am strong in faith. Through faith, I inherit the promises. No one or nothing has dominion over my faith. I stand in faith. God rewards my faith because I diligently seek my God. My faith is in the power of God. I have the spirit of faith. I abound in faith. I'm grounded and settled in faith. I'm established in faith. The Lord delivered my family from all our fears. The Lord has delivered my family from the hand of the wicked. The Lord has delivered my family from the depths of the grave. By faith, the Lord turns towards my family and delivers us because of his unfailing love. By faith, my whole family is whole, healed, healthy, and wealthy in the name of Jesus. Faith is my precedent. Shout! It is done. Woo! Lord, I thank you for faith. I thank you for a faith that pleases you and moves mountains. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give to the ministry. Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there or cash up us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y, and you can give there as well. And then my final plea to you is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to do that now. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart. And to take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you. Best I can. Thank you Jesus for saving me. Romans 10 and 13 says. There's no way he's going to cast you out. What that means it doesn't matter what you're like. Doesn't matter the things that you've done. Woo. My God. Jesus has already paid it all for you. Now don't forget. 7 a.m. ladies. Continuing in prayer and consecration. Tuesday. Ladies Bible study, right? Back live at five and then ladies Bible study 
at 7 p.m. and Friday, Chase the Atlantic. Also, save the day, October 16th, we will have Feed the Streets, um, a day of service at Canaan Christian Center. And we are going to be packing backpacks for kids. I need Play-Doh. I need coloring books. I need jump ropes. I need like ball and jacks, slinkies. We want to put a bag of fun in there for all these kids and our goal is to give away 75 bags if you want to be a part of that you can make a cash donation or you can ship those things directly to the ministry at p.o box 4186 little rock arkansas 72214 that's p.o box 4186 little rock arkansas 72214 make sure you put to lmj ministries um i love you god loves you I love you, but God loves you so much more. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.